0: good morning good afternoon good evening no matter where in this wonderful world you might be thank you for making the highbury squad part of your day we are back with a bang don't say we don't do nice things for you let's rock and roll mind the gap between the train and the platform please stand clear of the discussion doors the next stop is highbury squad Hey everyone it's so good to be back and let me say what a cast of characters i have for you this is the best way to end the new year super kev super kevin campbell is here you know even when he's not here he's still here and when he isn't here i lose my manners so at E squaddies welcome to the show joining me is uh show regular mr warren barton newcastle icon fox soccer analyst and commentator in the top corner there welcome back warren and Thank you for having me. we also have back, it's been about a year and a bit since he's been on the show, but we've got Greenville Triumph coach and U.S. men's national team legend Trailblazer, first American player to play in the U.K., I believe, and he will correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. John Hawks is back. And one of my favorites, a mentor, Thank
1: you. Friend, but
0: also an absolute legend who's helping change the game here in the United States. Lady Lowe herself, Rebecca <laughs> is back. Come on, get in. Thank you, with- so
2: thank you, thank you. I apologize by the way. I've just realized my background. I didn't actually I'm in a hotel. I didn't make the bed this morning. So I'm now trying to make myself like really big, like Peter Schmeichel, so no one can see the dreadful
0: <laughs> hotel.
2: It's
3: don't make yourself too big <laughs> so- with the V A R these days, you know. <laughs> I <It's> mean true,
0: <laughs> it's true,
2: <laughs> John. That's just true. <laughs>
0: so you can't tell teddy off again when he doesn't make his bed okay so we've got you we've got you on that one thanks so much for joining you guys um just brilliant and i tell you what i love about this is that we've got the expats who are living in the us we've got the us legend here um we've got rebecca who was just in the uk um and she's going to give us a breakdown of our beloved arsenal because she saw them firsthand uh warren who played for newcastle and his team doing well so this is going to be a fantastic conversation today. We've got a couple of really great questions for the guys from Superkev as well. Um, But I want to start, of course, with the biggest news in football and um, the passing of an absolute legend. Uh, I think he's the GOAT. Um, And, you know, when you kind of look at what he's achieved three World Cups, uh, it felt inevitable that this day um, was going to come. But now it's come. It just feels you know, doesn't matter how old somebody is or the fact that you know that they're about to pass, but when it happens, you feel like this empty void and space. So before I get your take, I'm going to lob Kev's question because then we can all talk about it together because I'm sure it's going to come up in our discussion. So here's Kev's first question and then we get stuck into
4: ballet. Warren, John Hawks, Warren Barton, question for you. Who's your greatest of all time? King, King Pele's gone um, and passed away. But who's your all-time great, greatest of all time? Squaddies, Sophie, Rebecca, at ease, enough <laughs> respect. And have a lovely, lovely 2023, if I don't speak to you. All the best. At ease, squadies. <laughs> right, His energy down. is
0: the best. Um, So let's get the player take first and then Rebecca and I can give our take on the fact that we've not played the game, but of course have been around the game. Warren, let's start with you um, on Pele.
1: He's the greatest, you know, to win it three times and not only what he did on the field, I think what he did off the field uh, to elevate the game to a whole new level. And Neymar said it perfectly, you know, before the number 10 was just a number, uh, but now it's, It's an iconic number that's associated with Pele. I was lucky enough to meet him a couple of times, but the last time was in Paris in 98. Um, And just a real humble person, a nice man, uh, had time for everybody. Um, And I think because of how he was off the field, you tend not to realise how great he was on the field because he was so humble. And, you know, us being lucky in the last decade or probably a little bit longer to have Ronaldo and messy going toe-to-toe and before our time you know seeing someone like palais play uh, the way he did but speaking to people in the game understanding what he did for particularly in america you know when he come out of retirement and come over here in the NASL league and promoted that with the likes of you know roddy marsh who we speak over here george best then players Bar, uh, croif had come along and everybody at that level said he's the best and when someone like Bar and croif uh, say that about someone like him um you you understand so yeah my memory of a well whenever I think of a World Cup I think of Brazil when I, when I think of Brazil I think of Pele um you know I'm not old enough although I look it to watch him play uh, but he was still you know someone that was very <laughs> iconic to everybody in the UK that's that save from Gordon Banks that I think was the 1970 World Cup in Mexico where Gordon Banks made that save and Pele goes over to him and gives him a hug I think that epitomises what the game's all about and he was just such a great role model for everybody. Um, And as I said, sad, sad day, so you you said it rightly, even though you sort of understand that it's coming to an end, it's still, you know, it it hits you a little bit because we love the game and he made us fall in love with the game, the way he played uh, and the way he conducted himself on and off the field. I think it was a a joy to be around and as I said, I feel myself very fortunate to have been in his company uh, once or twice.
0: Wow amazing john how about yourself did you meet the man and then answering kev's question about your who your goat is
3: yeah uh well said by the way warren um you know and i I echo quite a bit about that i I had an emotional connection to him because i was a ball boy with the cosmos when i was younger um so i got to be in the tunnel and interact with him and beckenbauer and Canalia and all the greats that were on this world all-star team that came across and, and established themselves in 75. And, you know, when he was retiring in 77 in that speech that he made as well, uh, it just hit home because it was all about love. You know, we talk about the love for the game and, you know, all the great work that, you know, Warren has done over the years and, and what Rebecca's doing now and transcending the game and moving it to a whole new platform, which is fantastic for the growth of the game. I think, similar to what warren said i i've always seen that he was so endearing to other people uh, on a consistent basis it never changed and and he just loved it and he was doing it he was doing all the moves that you know and i love messi my god i couldn't be happier my wife and i were celebrating in turks and caicos when messi won the final and we just love him so much and but to go back where pele was doing this what everyone's doing now and Ronaldo's and the Mbappe's and everything at 15, 16 and 17 years old. And, and so he made his pro debut, I think, at 15. He was an international player at 16. At 17, he's scoring a, a hat-trick internationally for Brazil. And he puts him on the map and then wins his first World Cup. And you think about the odds of a younger player that age. And we did see a lot of younger players in this last World Cup, which were phenomenal. Uh, but when you think back to, he was already doing it back in the day and regardless of even what Pep Guardiola was saying, it doesn't matter if you took him and put him into the modern day football, he would adapt because cerebrally he was just so smart and intelligent. Spatial orientation was fantastic on the pitch and, um, but just that connection. And when we were playing in the world cup at home, luckily for us, we were able to play in that and, and you know, your own country, it's a fantastic platform. And there he is in the tunnel when I'm coming out against Colombia. And he says, Jean, Jean, and he gives me a hug. And everyone's looking at me and I'm thinking, do I owe him money for that? But (laughs) it's just, you know, it's just one of those moments where like, how are you not inspired to go play against uh, in a World Cup game when the best king of greats just gave you a hug? And he was just so such a character. And then you interview him, you know, you know, later in media, when I was doing and you get to interview and then you sit down in the off takes. And I'm sure Rebecca now does that with so many quality people as well and personalities in the game. And some of them want to talk to you and share just everyday lives with you. And some don't. He always sat there. He had the most time for you. It was fantastic. And whether it was football or life or the love of the game, he was always trying to grow it in the right way. So I just, you know, I love him. I thought he was fantastic.
0: Yeah, they say don't meet your heroes, but... for every story I've heard, Rebecca, and all the, the, you know, the narratives, um, anecdotes about Pele is that he was this incredible, friendly, gracious man. And, you know, of course, he was an amazing footballer. From the other side, um, for you as a broadcaster, and you've interviewed some of the best players in the world um, throughout your entire career, what does this feel like for you? Um, Is he the GOAT for you? Um, What's your take?
2: yeah i think i think sophie um for me yes he is i mean i never saw him play by the way john being a ball boy is blown my mind isn't it yeah. it blew my mind too I'm i didn't sorry. know that that is just amazing I, I what would have
3: been them. worse is the uniforms we had to wear to be a ball boy it was, <laughs> Progresso, it was a progressive <laughs> ball boy and if one spark hit it it was all up it was done.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That is so good. That is so, so good. Um, yeah, for me, I think he, oh, I mean, it's, I don't I don't love this. I'm kind of getting annoyed by the whole greatest of all time debate because yeah, it's just subjective. Yeah. And I just, I don't really care other than that he was just incredible. And I, I, I put it on my Instagram this morning about um, Tancredi Palmieri, the football journalist who put on his Twitter feed today, that two minute video where there isn't even a goal in it, right, from Pelé. It was just his I mean the the nutmegging that goes on is off the charts it just brings a smile to your face the way he did everything was like a hot knife through butter i don't understand how somebody can make something which as john and warren will attest to so difficult right it's so difficult to play football at the highest at at all i mean it's really hard at the highest level and then make it look like he made it is otherworldly um i i went in this morning to the studios to voice a tribute which we're going to open the show with tomorrow morning at seven o'clock um and i i've done quite a, i've voiced quite a lot of obituaries before and often they're quite difficult to get through this one i really felt like ugh, by the end i was like ugh, it was really really tough because of and i'm not i'm not likening him to the queen i'm just likening the fact that he touched so many people like the queen did so when she died it was the way that it affected swathes of people around the world not just in foot not just in sort of in england for the queen but everywhere and the same with this it's not just in football it's everywhere and as john was saying and and warren was saying off the field like what a nice guy he sounded i never met the guy but he sounded like wow so an all-round sort of piece of perfection really as a human being um i really think that the premier league need to do more than what they're going to do sorry to bring it to the modern no, day no i was
0: going to ask i saw your instagram post and tonight oh, really?
2: yeah so if i i i, I mentioned it today they're going to do black armbands in a minute's applause what what are we doing what are we doing with the black armbands in a minute's applause that's what we do for yeah. everybody this is yeah. Pele, guys let's let's think outside the box let's do two minutes of silence i don't care if somebody screams half the way through no one cares about those idiots we're not not doing silence because of three Absolutely. Idiots. let's do something more you know so i just i'm disappointed mm. with that and i think that there should be more much more actually and it's not hard to get some creative minds involved in this they've had three days to think about it
0: do, do you guys agree that the games should be going ahead this weekend because or or what, what I would yeah, to. Yeah,
1: no, I do. I think he would want that. Yeah. He would yeah. want that. Uh, but I think Rebecca's right. He, let's do something a little bit more. Let's be a little bit creative about the best player that's ever played a game. When I, All I've ever known is Pelé playing. You know, that's when I'm that age. And reverting back to what Rebecca said about the Queen, all I ever knew was the Queen. So now he's gone. So let's do something that is rightful for someone of a legacy that he's touched everybody in the world. Everybody, not just in Brazil or in the United States or in the UK, everybody across the world is, is involved with because you ask any kid, any person, yeah. anyone about it. It's, it's Pele. It's, so, yeah, you're right. It's, uh, he would want that. And let's go and embrace it. And let's embrace what he did for the game. But let's think a little bit more than just a minute applause and let's get on with the game. I, I totally yeah, agree yeah. with that. Yeah. But I, I would, everyone should play and you know whatever it is agree I, i'm sure john would do the same thing he, but you know from that point of view go and embrace the game and enjoy it like he did because he he made it fun
3: well that's the thing about it he inspired so many to play the game you know and love the game and uh you know I, it, it needs to be a little bit more elaborate than just a minute silence without a doubt i mean he is the king of kings he was the man who started it all back in the day and spread the love i mean he was just fantastic so yeah without a doubt I mean make it a little bit bigger think outside the box a little bit here please you know
2: but uh, but Sophie the problem is that and and I'm fairly unpopular when I say this but I think we do too much of this generally and so when you so when we do the amount of black armbands that we trust me I have to say it like I feel like I have to say it every three weeks that they're wearing black armbands and I it's it's quite a sensitive area obviously but I just think we have to save some things for greatness and now because we've done minute silences, and we've done a minutes applauses, and we've done black arm bands, we've got nowhere else to go, or we have, if we think outside the bar. So it feels like, I can't believe we're it doing that. Hello. It becomes calming. It becomes
3: calming, right, Rebecca?
0: Yeah. Yes. I couldn't agree with you more on this subject, and I'm glad that you brought it up, because it's the same thing with the GOAT debate. It, it, you know someone scores or someone's we, we see a game it's the greatest game we see a goal it's the greatest goal we see a good player he's a great player, he's world-class but what is the definition of world-class what is the definition of, of greatness and because i think there's this um insatiable appetite to appease everybody we're muddying the waters in terms of then how we honor people in terms of what they've actually achieved so i don't think it's a slight in any way to say that I completely agree with you Um, and then here we are at this point and you're not the first I saw you know Russell Brand and a whole bunch of other people compared it to the passing of the Queen and he's a king in his way and when you look at his life and how he grew up and you know to be able to achieve the things that he's done um, I I just I, I think that yes absolutely he deserves better and you mentioned the video and things like that it just it it seems to me that maybe sometimes things happen so quickly but at the same time you're prepared for this like the bbc had the queen stuff ready to go you know i'm sure they've had these 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 clips and stuff of pele ready to go so it just seems that you know we're just trying to appease everyone across the board and that doesn't always work in in, in many ways um Okay, so, you know, I'd wanted to share something with you guys too. I had the pleasure of interviewing Carlos Alberto about 10 years ago, John, uh, through the New York Cosmos. And um, and because I, I wanted you to share an anecdote if you had one, but he said to me that up until uh, that day when we spoke, whenever he spoke to his friend Pele, he would always thank him for that pass in the 1970s. World Cup (laughs) final because it was the only goal he scored in in the World Cup and in his position at that time you know because he transcended that position didn't he that wing back role you know you didn't have defenders bombing forward in that day and he said that I just wanted to share that with you because even the great Carlos Alberto who was the captain and lifted the World Cup um he he said that he thanked him every day and then at the time Spain were the World Cup champions and I said to him do you think the spain team the 2010 team could have beaten your 70 team and he goes look they're really super talented he goes and i don't usually like those questions but there's no way they would have beaten us because they didn't have a guy called pele and yeah. you know that's uh that's that's the, uh, the difference i don't know john if you had a quick anecdote that you wanted to share
3: just i mean you, you pick up things as a kid you know when you're around greatness like that you're so excited and you're, you're enthusiastic and you see the players coming to warm up and you've got to do things and get out the way. And then you're putting water on the sideline sometimes and the, on the touchline. Um, but I do remember one thing. And I can remember too, Carlos Alberto actually not, he would refer to him as Eddie or Edson. And it was yeah. like, that, that, that's what made things different. And I'm like, is he crazy? Who's he talking to? You know, because you're <laughs> younger and you're like, it's just Pele, it's Pele, what's he doing? And then you're like, oh, his real name. Oh, okay, I got to find that out. But he would say things like that. But I remember Pele saying something briefly in a, in a post game. And, and Carlos was in there, Beckenbauer, and they're all supposed to go up to the media and talk. And like we were all like little gangsters, you know, street kids. And we'd all kind of sneak in and we'd all be hanging around in the back. Did you hear what he said? Yeah, that was great. You know, and, and he said something to the effect of, and I think he said it, it was published later, where as a striker, why would you turn your back? Why would you have your back to the goal? I always want to be facing the goal, going to goal. So why as a striker would I want to be good holding the ball up with my back to the goal? So that was one thing that stood out to me as an 11, 10-year-old kid. I was just Mm. like, okay, that makes sense. And then the other thing he said was, and he would talk to us and the ball kids once in a while, and he'd tell us, never turn your back to the field. Always look at us, pretty ready to throw the ball back in. And I kept (laughs) thinking of the two kind of things that he said, don't put your back to the goal and don't turn your back to the field. Always keep your eyes on the field all the time. And as Warren will attest to, and even Rebecca now, joking around with media people, when you're a player – and there's a media person on the sideline in training or whatever, you're always trying to ping a ball over there to see if you can hit them, <laughs> right? Joking Ma- around, just, uh, <laughs> yeah. just for a laugh. All right, Rebecca, am I right? I remind
2: oh, you of Martin oh, Key. It, it happened to me, Joe. Right. I, was, I was presenting pitch side at Arsenal against Leeds in the FA Cup the day that Henri came back for his second spell and he scored in the FA Cup and I was standing there. And in the pregame, it was me, Martin Keon, and Robbie Savage. They were definitely aiming for Robbie Savage, obviously. And they hit Martin yes. Yeah, they hit Martin Keon on the head. It was
3: genius.
0: Brilliant. 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 Uh, yeah, great and, stuff.
3: And, and, and Warren knows he's been that guy, too. who has been on the ball and he's just chipping one over there jiggly, and then picked up another one and walked away like, oh, you're all right? What happened? You know? We've all been there. But I, I, do, I do remember when Pelé said that to me as a ball boy, but also the way he, he tried to do his football there as a striker, which was brilliant. The original Made number friend, 10. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, the I number just say, 10. Yeah. I'll t- I t- I tell you
1: a quick story then, John, if that's like you said about that story about Pelé. And this is how he's transcended the game. So, Bobby Robson took over from Rude Hullet after Alan Shearer was left out against Sunderland. And Bobby Robson said to Alan in front of the boys, why do you keep coming short for the ball? I want you facing the goal. So, that's come from Pelé to Sir Bobby Robson to Alan Shearer. We played Sheffield Wednesday. We played Sheffield Wednesday the next day. Sorry, John, it's your oh, old team. Oh, please,
3: don't tell me and what we, the result was. Just keep going. We,
1: we beat them 8-0 and Alan got five goals. <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, well, I was not
3: on the pitch then. No, I was not there. I was
1: moved no, on. No. Sorry,
3: I'm already gone. <laughs> I
0: love it. Brilliant that exposure,
1: stuff. That, that that line from Pelé translates wow. to someone like Sir Bobby Robson. Isn't Robinson, that
0: incredible? So that,
3: That's you know, brilliant to brilliant. hear that. Yeah. and Bobby robson was a legend in himself man what a oh, wow
1: i live I, for these I, 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 stories
0: I, I might, these are the best i'll
1: tell you what alan said about rude
3: Hullet. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: i want to
2: know
0: well
3: well if it's he wasn't anything very like Vinnie jones used to say about him then we're not gonna it's not gonna be much different is it yeah or
0: la galaxy fans <laughs> that's for sure um well look the number 10 will never be the same again but uh yeah. it for hit for for him because of him it's it is the wonder that it is Right. Um, thank you so much, you guys, for sharing your thoughts on Pele. And, you know, it's been an exciting start to the season in the Premier League. We had a little break with the World Cup. Um, I'm trying to keep my together. Uh, you know, as an Arsenal fan, we suffer from PTSD. Um, you know, the world's waiting for us to fall off the cliff. But my friend Rebecca here, I know she's gonna reassure me, having just come hot off the <laughs> Emirates. Okay. So, Rebecca. I've got a question for you for Superkev and then you're okay. going to break it down for us. Here we go. Okay.
4: Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Sophie. Squadies, how you doing? Just a quick question for you, Rebecca. Um, obviously, you were covering the games in the UK and at the Emirates um, against West Ham. What were your thoughts on Arsenal before? And now you've seen them up close personal. What are your thoughts on the Arsenal now? Obviously no Jesus, but you actually saw them um, live. So what's your thoughts on that? And question number two, got a slip in a bonus like Sophie does. Do you reckon Arsenal can do it? If they make key additions and, and win the title. Anyway, look after yourself, lots of love. Happy new year to you and all the squaddies. Love you all, Sophie, love ya. Take good care, everybody, and at ease.
2: <laughs> I love it. I love the way every video that Kevin does, it's like he's never going to come back again. It's like, take care, <laughs> happy new year, I love you, everyone. And then he comes back again in like five minutes with another question.
1: Is it just um, me or does he look exactly the
2: same? He We've doesn't away. age. 100%. He he 100%. Doesn't look- <laughs> Dude
0: never <laughs> ages. So, so annoying. That.
2: So annoying. <laughs> um, Okay, so before I went to see Arsenal, so two questions. Okay, so before I went to see Arsenal, having watched the first section of the season, so by the way, you're saying everyone's waiting for you to drop off a cliff. I don't think anybody wants you to drop off a cliff. I think if you're a neutral, you want Arsenal to win this Premier League or Newcastle, Warren, because you want a change. We we don't just want Man City to win every year. That's not anti-City. We just want different clubs to do well. So I don't think anyone's waiting necessarily, other than maybe worried you might but want you not to um the difference i think between watching arsenal from the studio and then watching them in real life was uh, was quite surprising to me i mean they were they were really bloody good they were really really good second half especially i mean first off they were they were pretty good second half was like all right i mean this is ridiculous this is like watching the arsenal under wenger all those years what 20 years ago when it was just ping 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 Henri and perez and all those incredible players, it felt like that again. And I'm sure you read this or heard it, but when West Ham scored the penalty, as soon as the ball went in, you know it was that sort of three seconds to allow the West Ham fans to celebrate. And then I was sat quite high up in that behind the dugouts. And then the the whole of the stadium sort of got up and started cheering and encouraging the team, which I have been to the Emirates a a number of times down the years. A, the atmosphere was never this good. I've never known it to be this good. And B, I've never seen that happen ever. So, mm-hmm. but watching them, I mean, Saka is just incredible. I just, I just think it feels different. To ha- it just feels different. It feels different to how Arsenal have sometimes flattered to, to deceive before. There's no answer the
1: question. Now. Can I win?
2: <laughs>
1: <Answer the laughs> you, you're painting a great picture. We love them. They're young. They <laughs> the can honestly... win it.
2: Okay. Definitely they can win it, Warren. Definitely they can win it, although your lot are looking blooming good. But I, I think absolutely Arsenal awesome can win it. Love watching them. Love it. Love it.
0: So I, I one of the players that um, some Arsenal fans didn't get, and I'll get to you, Barton, in a minute. I see where you're <laughs> going with that one. It might be too soon. Maybe it's too soon for your Newcastle the way it was too soon for us last season, but we'll get to that eventually. Um, one of the players um, that not a lot of Arsenal fans... Got early on um, was
2: uh,
0: Odegaard, who yeah. who I I call uh, Odegaard. God. Uh, I just think he's <laughs> sublime. He's just a, a special player. In that second half, I think it's the best football I've seen him play. Did the Cruyff spin as well? Um, I I want to know as well, like from from John and, and Warren, like a player like that that maybe fans don't get at first. You know, we've seen this team. It seems like, you know, Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe saved us for so long. Then Jesus comes in, changes the mentality, his infectious, his mental attitude, what he's been able to infuse across the side in the dressing room. He's been sensational. Hearing Saka talk about the fact that he wasn't playing, um, yet he was still present in the moment. But for me, this guy has been so important and integral. And a lot of people think that maybe without Jesus, we can't push forward. I... I think our midfield is so important. I'll start with you, John, on your take on Arsenal and a player like Odegaard, if you played with someone like that or not, and him being underappreciated, perhaps.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think he's one of those players where he could be like the unsung hero that's quiet, goes about his business. But at the same time, you know, everything's data, data-driven data these days, right? When you look at the analysis, and he's like 93% or more passes completed. Now that's subjective as well. That could go backwards passing, five-yard passing, whatever but he's starting to create more chances going forward for Arsenal. And that's the key. He has that intelligence to see the game a little bit step ahead. And what I like about him, and he's fantastic. And he got the top rating the other day against West Ham. And I don't like cheering for teams that beat my former clubs that I played for and stuff, but it is always nice to see a player play like that. And he's playing freely and he has the confidence. So there's a trust factor there. And you know as well, when you're a manager and you're managing people, and there, you have trust in there. You create that environment for them to actually stand up and just play the game they want to play. It's phenomenal, and that's what he's doing. He's just taking off, and I think you know that's where Arteta he's got it going now. He's learned along the way what his best eleven may be, and he's playing to his strengths. But there's also these dynamic advantages that are on the pitch. And what I love to see about it is when, whether it's an Arsenal or or it's a Man City or whoever it may be, or a Newcastle under Eddie Howe, a fantastic manager. You know, you look at footballers this and you go god there it is it clicks that's it there's that one little ingredient that sometimes is missing with certain clubs it's been missing from my liverpool for a while with Klopp and dynamic and injuries and my everything
0: liverpool, listen to hoxie here my liverpool eh
3: <laughs> yeah that's right 11 years old 11 years old <laughs>
5: that
3: was the only that was the only videotapes wow. i can actually see in the Carney Scots Club, you know, social club. So that's all we got was Liverpool's European conquest. You're, you're
1: showing your eyes when you said video. <laughs> that's you're right. Showing
3: mate. your eyes that's when you right. said video. I've got, I got an eight-track. I want <laughs> no you to No video is. I got you a great eight-track. I want you to hear this, listen to the sound. But um I would say this: when you have a manager that trusts in you and then allows you to play freely, that's what you're seeing from Odegaard right now. He is playing freely. It's brilliant. Really nice to see.
0: So Warren, so just Rebecca. Before says... You Warren, yeah. just before you go to Warren, just
2: before you go to Warren, just one thing quickly. Isn't it so funny? So often in football, a player comes on loan, plays really, really well, and then you buy them and they're rubbish. Odegaard came on loan and was like un, slightly underwhelming. And then you bought him and everyone was like, mm, and look at him. He's done completely yeah. the opposite. Oh, sorry, Warren.
0: No, it's no, no, no. I laugh. Hate hey, no, it. I just want to with on
2: the back end of that, Sophie. That 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 is
3: when a manager sees you on a loan spell. Yeah. But when a manager defines your role for you that's when you rise up and that mm. that's what's happened he's actually defined his role for him in the team
0: and he, he also has jesus makes a difference though to that doesn't he because when you're that's i think why some arsenal fans weren't sure when we bought him because they're like eh really that's kind of where we're spending the money but when you had a, a you know an apathetic obama and an underperforming lacazette and then you you were relying on, you know, Saka, God bless him, who did everything he could to carry us, you know, at times. And now you have a runner like a presser like Jesus, runners like, like Martinelli now, who's solidified that position on the quality. left. It makes it makes a, a total difference. Um, Warren, Rebecca says that she doesn't think people want us to fall off the cliff. Arsenal fans really neutrals, do believe. neutral okay so neutral pundits i think people in the media kevin says it all the time he's got a bee in his bonnet about it and a lot of arsenal fans do in that they can't wait for us to fall off the cliff to throw those darts again
2: that what it's
0: no. listen they'll they'll all come Every, out in chat my honestly, my squadies. one
2: everyone, everyone looks through their own colored glasses right so all honestly so if, on a saturday morning if i wear a blue dress people are like oh my god chelsea fan today are you i see a yeah, chelsea fan I knew you were. i'm like i oh, forgot <laughs> whatever color dress i'm apparently <laughs> is. if i wear a black and white one i'm a Newcastle fan what? and and i honestly no. i can show you it's social media you know one minute I'm an Arsenal fan, then I'm a Liverpool fan, and it's like, no, 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 guys, no one's got it out for anyone, honestly, I promise you, no one has, we're just trying to analyse everybody, sorry, Warren, finally, you can talk.
0: I was going to say, so here, you're a gooner then, aren't you, Vex, look, you're in red. Exactly, look at me, oh, also, also,
2: there I'm a gooner, but here, today, I'm a Man City fan, obviously, and the fact that I'm on an Arsenal podcast probably now means I'm an Arsenal fan. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Though I shouldn't be wearing blue, to be honest with you. Sacrilegious, mm. I didn't know what I was thinking. Mm. Um,
3: Warren looked Warren. like a king in that last shot, by the way. He looked like a king, <laughs> you know, of England. <laughs> if you look king back, look me. at that. <laughs>
1: hello. Hello, hello. I, I, all...
3: hello. I was in deep fault.
1: I, I was in deep fault there. Lexi Lalas had said something to me, and I'm trying to figure out what he's talking about. He probably you know, went in mean, one and came out the head. other or, if it was Lalas. Was that before the headbutt or
3: after the headbutt, Warren? <laughs> and you gave Lexi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, got, that would have been before. I was like, really? And then Absolutely. just like
3: I'm a Scottish yeah. kid. Um,
1: well, but no, no I, I, listen, go on Arsenal, uh, you know, Arsenal a joy to watch. And you're talking about players maybe that was underappreciated. I put Gary Speed was into very similar to that uh, at Newcastle, you know, because he played oh. so well, because he was gifted, because he trained well. Uh, and John touched on it. You know, Arteta, the biggest thing I think for any player is to be to given the trust by a coach. And that gives you that confidence to go out. And then Rebecca said about the fans getting behind it. It's very similar to what's happened at Newcastle. You know, Eddie's shown yeah. faith in his players. You've seen Almiron, Joe Linton. They look totally different players to what they was under Steve Bruce. The fans now, if there is any uh, hiccup, they get behind the team rather than groaning and moaning. And, you know, I've been in front of that where you've got 52,000 people groaning. And you have to try and get through that and give them confidence. But when you've had a player like, you know, a Gary Speed who I was lucky enough to play with, and a Rob Lee that consistently play well, obviously train well. Arteta's seen him on the other side that he trains well. He's made him captain, so he trusts him. He made him captain. So, as a player, that's a huge confidence boost for someone like Arsenal to go with, with their team. My only qu- question would be for Arsenal, and I had it when we was at uh, Newcastle for two years. We only had one person that won it. It was Peter Beardsley when he was at Liverpool. We'd never had a winner to go over that finishing line, and we finished second twice. So, Arsenal, it's great at the moment. They come back after the World Cup break. They get a result against West Ham at home after going a goal down. It's when they play a big, big-time game, like we did against mm. Man United. a Monday night, everybody's watching. Everybody's there. We kill them in the first half. We didn't score a goal. Kevin Keegan then says at half-time, go and do exactly the same. At that point, we was nine points clear. We go out again, we get caught on the sucker punch. We end up losing the game 1-0 with Cantona scoring. smichael making save after save against Les and Ginola and Peter. Then that little bit of doubt comes in. So that will be Arsenal's test. It won't be coming back against West Ham. It'll be when they play a Man City at home. When, you know, you think the likes of Liverpool will start coming good. You think the likes of, I'm not sure with Chelsea, but Man United will start pushing up the Spurs, a London derby. Even a Newcastle away. How are they going to get on in them games? We'll see what Arsenal are made of. Is well, the, Jan- the of- January
0: is brutal for us. And January is when our season kind of fell off the cliff a little bit. Last season, we got knocked out of, even though we played really, really well going to Liverpool in the League Cup, um, you know, we got beaten by Forrest uh, in the FA Cup. It was It was just not good. And now we've got Manchester United coming up. We've got the North London derby uh, coming up. Um, we have Newcastle uh, on the third and Rebecca, we're playing Manchester City. We've got the game that was postponed coming up. Um, and we've got the match on February fifteenth. February fourteenth is you Valentine's Day. It, oh. You ain't gonna win it then. You're coming <laughs>
1: down, you down with the Christmas decorations. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> oh,
0: here we go. Rebe- Re- that, Rebecca Rebecca, where... you were you you saw City play against Leeds, and I think I don't think City have even hit fifth gear yet, which right. might be a problem.
2: No, I mean, they weren't obviously they weren't bad, but actually, the guy said it in the post game show. They having watched Arsenal and City within three days of each other, Arsenal were definitely more impressive. Um, and City, it's the Harlem factor, obviously, with City that's that's the problem. Um, you just got to hope he gets injured. Sorry, you just got to hope he keeps getting loads of niggly injuries. But going back to what Warren said about winners and Peter Beardsley, it's interesting, that's why Jesus is so important. That's why Jesus, need, they need him. They need him, if he can't play until early March, they need him in and around because he is the only one who's won the Premier League however many times three, I think, with Man City. He so much was made of that winning mentality and of that ability to be a winner. They need him, obviously, back as soon as possible, late February, early March, I'm hearing. Um, I just, I'm just i really interested in the Enketia thing. I'm really interested in... Ian Wright is, seems to be a massive fan and I take whatever Ian Wright says and I just go with it because he's the best. I... I I watched it. He looked so desperate for a goal. His body language on whatever night it was, Boxing Day night, he was so desperate when he got it. And what a lovely goal that was. What a goal. It was like one of those moments where you were just so happy for him because you can imagine yourself being that player, like being that sort of, reserve and then finally getting your opportunity and actually following through with that getting that first premier league start of the season and actually doing what arteta needs him to do i still don't think that they're going to play him all the way until jesus gets back i hope they do though i i for people who know a lot more than me about the game i'd love to know what you you guys think but i, I want to see arteta give him a go at least but it's risky isn't it it's risky if you give him a go and he doesn't do it uh here's this sc- uh, kev
0: Kev, Kev has reservations. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw, Warren, sorry, Warren, sorry, Warren throw, let me tell you this real quick before you jump in because Kev has reservations about Eddie. He thinks Eddie's short-term guy cannot do it over long term. So he might like, last.
2: How does he know that?
0: He believes then, that. He believes that he he doesn't have the quality as a striker, and he's thinking about it as a striker, right? He just doesn't think he has all of the tools and the qualities that Arteta seeks in a forward to be able to be consistent over a longer period of time in that system. Warren?
1: I was gonna throw this to John as well, but playing against Arsenal without Jesus, I would be pretty comfortable. Not comfortable, but I would look forward to the game. With Jesus in there, that winning mentality, his movement, the false nine, the goals that he can get, they're a different team. I'm not saying the young player can't cause problems, but I go back to what I said before. When they go back against the bigger teams, the better centre half, the better defenders, the better holding midfield players, have they got enough? And do they believe it? Do Arsenal players believe that they can win it? Because if I play against Arsenal at the moment without who they may missing at the moment, I, I fancy my chances. If I'm a top team, if I'm a new, you know, if I'm Newcastle going down there and I'm wearing black and white against that lot. John, I don't know whether you agree, but i fancy my chances against Arsenal. I know they're good. I know their movement's good. I know Saka's good, but I think you can get in the two centre-halves. I think you can run off the midfield players. That's how I would look at it as a, as a player. They are wow. a good team.
0: I think we have the best midfield in the... after. Six, I, sorry, John. I'll let John speak. I, I won't go into that's, fan so mode here.
1: That's, that's how I feel as, a, as an ex-player, as a coach looking against that Arsenal team. That's what I felt I think they're good. I think they can move. I think they're an exciting team. But then I look at what they may be a little bit vulnerable doing. And that's just me looking at it mm. from, from a.
0: See, you're wrong. The internet even cut you out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sophie, how did you do that? I'm back. I'm back. Don't worry oh, about no, that.
1: You <laughs> can't get rid of me that easy. I'm back. You can't get rid of me that easy. I'm coming back.
0: Go on, um, John.
3: <laughs> no, I just think and, and and Sophie, I think it's it's important that you do interject because we all talk about our emotions in the game. That's what drives our game, you know, the passion and the emotions and the opinions everybody has one. Um, you know, I go back to it's always easy, like if Arsenal have nine great games out of ten. People look at like back in September, the game they lost to was it Manu? I think it was. Was it maybe?
0: 3-1 or something like that. Yeah. Oh, the, the Old Trafford it, game. Yeah, I was at that yeah, game. It was brutal. Yeah.
3: yeah. And I think, like, everyone picks apart a team based on that specific game. Like, oh, they were really poor in transition when they lost the ball or they don't tuck in enough or, you know, Martinelli, he doesn't press the game enough and all this stuff at certain times. But for me, I think overall, I, I think they're getting to a point and maybe, you know, there's always opinions there. I think they're getting to a point where the, Chase Hughes is on the pitch or not, there's a system that's in place. And if you're not doing your role defined in your role in this system, you're not on the field and you're not on the pitch. And, and I think that Arsenal they've done a great job of running away with things. This period of time, every single football year defines a club. Mm-hmm. This period of time, the consecutive games, if a manager has the depth in his squad to rotate the right players at the right time, when to keep people fresh, that's it. If you come out of January where you're you're still one or two and you're flying, I think Arsenal have a big, big time chance of winning this Premier League, without a doubt.
0: Uh, God, you guys are killing me. I'm getting... Rebecca, help. Um, so Just breathe. Just breathe. <laughs> All good. You 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 interview bu- get that red dress on get that red dress <laughs> I already have a <laughs> Rebecca yeah. you stood you stood next to um Mikel Arteta who yeah. uh you know hello my name is Sophie i have a confession to make at the beginning i was anti uh, anti not anti but i felt like yeah. was he the man for the job and i questioned it you know you've been on the show we've talked about you this you hello And you cannot deny what he has done, what Edu's done, uh, and Mm -hmm. how the Cronkies have backed him. Um, You spoke to him pitch side. Give our listeners your take on the vibe that you got from Mikkel and (laughs) what you think
2: well i mean the vibe is he never wants to talk to the media so he came over he's like so nice but like he's just gives you nothing so i mean i think he's done a brilliant job but i can't help but be like can you please just give us something you're so good at your job it's okay we're not gonna steal your ideas we're not gonna take them away from you we're not honestly i'm not gonna you're not gonna end up on the front page of the sun i'm not trying to catch you out Please just, you know, so for example, I didn't have time, but one of my questions was going to be asking him for an insight into Eddie and Ketty's mentality, right? Because I think that's interesting because there's so much speak about him outside of the mm. outside of the football pitch. And I want to know a bit about him as a person, but even if I'd asked him, we wouldn't have heard anything back. It's just the way our <laughs> is. Pep's Yuck. a little bit like it and he likes to model himself on Pep. We know that for certain. Um, he's... he's He's, I just wish he'd loosen up a little bit, so Yeah, I wish he, he needs, just, like, he needs a Xanax.
0: Right, like, uh, right
3: Rebecca, I, I have a serious question. Does his hair yeah. ever move?
2: It's amazing. It's literally the most amazing hairstyle I've ever seen. He looks but like I can't he's one of those you.
3: Lego lads, like Lego Batman.
2: <laughs> just, it is very... I just, need him to just his take nickname. the helmet off yeah. the National Anthem yeah.
3: and hold it in the side of his yeah. arms.
2: And then just slot you know. it straight back on. Yeah, and he can do that. And I did. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend I didn't have a little look at that while he was standing right next to me. I did. I did have a little. I did have a little investigation. Next time, touch it. Next
1: time. Please <laughs> just touch his hair. Yeah, but just he's lean the cross. Cross. Just read across. do make it. You're touching your hair and just lean across oh, and just touch hasn't,
3: hasn't, cow. what are you doing? John told me to do it yeah
2: (laughs) he doesn't have enough the thing about him is he's too serious so even if like you could do that with like I don't know Sean Dyche or somebody you couldn't do that you can't touch Miguel (laughs) yeah Yeah. he's not allowed Um, is it a
3: seriousness in terms of his mentality or is an insecurity like he wants to prove himself like chip on the shoulder kind of seriousness I
2: think think it's both John I think it's both I think he's genuinely just like I feel a bit sorry for his wife. I mean, I'm never watching the documentary, and I, I do. I'm like, I mean, where in the priorities is she? I feel like she's very far down. I think he's got, you know, training tomorrow, the game next Saturday, training the next day. This is his. He is like obsessed with Arsenal Football Club, and I love if an it. Arsenal fan, that's all you care about, right? If I'm a Palace fan, I would like, you know, I don't. I, don't think Patrick Vieira is obsessed with Palace. I got to tell you, more obsessed with Arsenal than is with Palace. So I want a manager who's obsessed with my team. So ooh, ooh, I, I'm. I'm, oh, I'm with no, now there's no, a headline no, for the Sun. I think we all know. I think we all know. All right. Rebecca, um, she's like, <laughs> come on now, come on. I think we all know Patrick's going to the Emirates at some point if he keeps doing okay with Palace. Although, don't what happened on Boxing Day anyway. Maybe after uh, three track. Premier
0: League titles, he can. He can, you uh, know. Uh,
2: but yeah, I mean, you, you, yeah. yeah, so I'm just saying he's 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 obsessed with Arsenal, which is a great thing for you guys. I think he is. I think he could I think in front of the media. He has a way to go. I think he needs to just just round out a little bit. There must be more to him than what we're seeing. And I think he can afford to give us that, which will then allow people to bond with him more, support him more, want to be more vocal in support of him I don't mean Arsenal fans I mean the general media I just think he's a little bit holds everyone at arm's length he doesn't need to do it he
0: seemed to trust Jamie Carragher in that interview didn't he the player on player vibe I think that was maybe... yeah and he had a
2: similar he
1: had a similar well, there, conversation with Tim, Tim Howard trust, actually trusting him. There's his yeah trusting exactly yeah. Like him. <laughs> <laughs> I will not trust him as far as I could throw him <laughs> <laughs>
0: rightly so so, mr barton so (laughs) here's i want to get all of your take and rebecca just why don't you lead it off because i'd love john and warren's um feedback on the evolution of this young man who i'd like to adopt and just wrap in no no no. i've already i've already
2: adopted him so sorry paperwork's already filed i've already loved you loved talking (laughs) to him didn't you oh my god i first of all he's from ealing ish which is where i'm from in london so we're basically from the same place best friends he is without doubt the sweetest footballer i've ever spoken to i kind of knew that before but just one very quick anecdote from boxing day night he he came to talk to us and I think it was Tim who asked him a question. And at the beginning of the question that Tim asked, Tim praised his all of his attributes. And then he went on to ask this question. When he finally finished the question, Bukayo answered it, and then Bukayo at the end said, oh, and by the way, thank you for all the kind words you said at the beginning of your question. I mean, who does that? What footballer, no offense, chaps, what footballer actually listens to the question number one? That's amazing. Second, thanks somebody for it. The guy has been raised right. I have fully filed paperwork. He is my favourite. Continue.
1: No, I think what he did with uh, David Beckham, you know, with a picture. Can I have a picture, please? I think that speaks volumes uh, about him. Going back to what we were talking about earlier about Palais as a human being, first and foremost, what you like as a human being. He's obviously a wonderful player, a talented player. I was lucky enough to be in guitar and watching the England game. And I think he was England's best player over the over the, the tournament, the way he played. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. he's so gifted in, he doesn't look particularly strong. He doesn't look particularly quick. He doesn't look particularly he's got a pass, but he's an all round, an excellent player. Um, and I think he's, he's, he's going to get better. I think he's, as I said, what he went through. Don't forget after the, the Euros, the abuse that he got, he come through as a young person, had support around him. I just think he's a wonderful player. Uh, he's, he's a player that you said about Robert Perez. When I played against Robert, I hated playing against him because I couldn't get near him. And I think Saka, as a, as a wide player, I couldn't get near him because his movement was so good. Uh, and I, I think he's an excellent player and he's going to be an England legend uh, sorry England and probably an Arsenal legend as well I, I like he's, that I
3: like the way he handled the uh the question about him being the next Mbappe at the World Cup did you see that mm. in the World Cup yeah yeah and you, yeah, you yeah. guys see that exposure and I just the way his his personality his character his whole mindset took it he 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 digested the question and then it, he just laughed at it he was just like no <laughs> no with it's not. No chance am I the next Zimbabwe. And he's good looking as well. Like, he's, good. It,
5: it, <laughs> he's in touch with reality, which is looking.
3: great. He's grounded. He's a young man. He's done very well. He's he's beautiful to watch. I mean, it's it's great to watch him play. He he really yeah. is, very, a he, player, he, uh, he is a quality player. He is who,
2: he is who my, I want my six and a half year old to watch both on and off the field. I want him to watch Saka behave yeah. as a human and as a footballer. And then you can't yeah. go far wrong.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, for me, after after Harry Kane, he should be England captain. I mean, I don't want too much pressure piled on him. I want him to sign a new contract first. Let's get that out of the yeah. way. People keep saying talking about Mudrick and who we're signing in January. And I'm like, let's sign um, Martinelli, Dunn. Let's sign Saliba, please, and Saka. Let's get the spine of this team, and then we can focus on who comes next. And, of course, we need more in order to kind of move forward and build. But to me, he's the face of Arsenal Football Club. Um, I can see him becoming a captain and not being phased by it. He's just been a, an absolute revelation. And I think Arteta gets so much credit and I do for rebuilding the club. I think Saka has a tremendous amount to do with Arsenal fans falling back in love with our club again. You know, And now we are in a situation where we've got few players, a few players that we love. So when Arsenal fans go to buy their new shirt, they're not sure whose name to put on the back of it. And that has been a really long time coming for us. Right, there's there's uh, 300 plus of you in live chat and bringing Vinny out, hit the like button. These guys haven't seen Vinny. This is my dog and he's also our mascot. Uh, and he comes out and he encourages everyone to hit the like button. Our chief like officer, Tammy in the house, make sure you get everyone hitting that like button. Right, uh, let's get you guys uh, out on a few of these quick fire questions if david moyes loses today is he uh, pink slip p45 rebecca is he in trouble
2: i think he's in a bit of trouble i think he um i don't have a brilliant amount of great stories about david moyes down the years so probably i am not the best person to talk about him i think that he shouldn't be in trouble based on what he's done in the second spell at west ham but based on the world we live in in the Premier League, I think he may well be in trouble. Should he be? No,
0: not yet. Absolutely not.
3: John? No, I, I don't think he should be. Um, I think, you know what, Rebecca and Warren and what you presented us in the beginning, talking about Pelé and honouring him and an armband and everything else in a minute silence becomes commonplace. I think commonplace in the UK has become higher fire whenever you feel like it, just because things aren't going well for a few games here and there. And, and it's 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 driven by so many different things um but i do think that look Moise has done a great job with what he has and i i do think that there's still a good style of play and football from them and there's still a lot to be to be seen you know as it, as it look ups and downs we've played in the league and we know what it's like and you go through this time period and it's tough and sometimes you can't you can't buy a win and um i think by the time give him credit to go through and let him manage the game up until march and if things are still struggling in march then you can make a decision but way too early to fire managers i hate to see it i think there's so many managers that do their best to keep things together with players and there's a lot of injuries that come into it not way too early for me you know he warren, you should be able to, to see it through
0: warren quickly from you does he is he no, under it, under the cosh
3: yeah david's done
1: enough to to He'll be under pressure, but he'll be able to handle it. Tim spoke about how he works at Everton. You won't get a more hardworking, honest fellow than David Moyes. He's been there. He's kept teams up. Uh, West Ham would be foolish to get rid of. The, the owners are trying to sell the club in the summer. There's no better person than for David to, to keep that club. I was with Stuart Pearce in the in the uh, World Cup as well, and we have talking about Moyes because that, Stuart was there for four or five years. He's a great coach. He's a wonderful person. Good coach. He understands what is the situation he's in, and he's good enough to get out of it. No, no
3: problem at all. I mean you Rebecca- look at the bottom of the league guys you got five clubs there separated by three points
0: yeah it's t- it's time everybody's
3: fighting everybody's fighting i mean Leeds. Yeah. you could talk about jesse marsh you could talk about frank you know lamps lamps over at everton i mean everyone's been talking about firing sack them sack just keep it going they got to be able to grind it out a little bit at times by the way it. hit
2: hit the, the, to your point john uh, if one of those teams sacks their manager and West Ham yeah. sacks David Moyes, they're going to go get David Moyes. So mm-hmm. make no bones about that. You've got to be yeah. a little yeah. bit careful. Yeah. You know yeah. What
0: I mean? Think ahead. No. Okay. So Rebecca. Yeah, know um know
3: things, Rebecca. So it's okay. You don't have to tell us, but we know you know things anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's got the <laughs> yeah. secrets. And I'm wearing <laughs> blue. She's, blue. She's,
3: real, she's so many lamps she has in the back hotel <laughs> there with the beds on.
0: Uh, okay. okay yeah, would I you call... Know. Would you call me crazy if I said to you that Tottenham and Newcastle could fall out the top four at the expense of Manchester United and Liverpool?
2: No, not crazy. No, no. not crazy no. at all. No, that could that could stupid. Abs-
0: stupid yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: crazy. No. So,
2: because the thing is, so so often in the Premier League. That's epic. These like romantic stories, not Tottenham but Newcastle, are, are great for so long, and then they fall away. Leicester on the final day for those two se- those um, two seasons, perfect example. And then the kind of normal services resumed. Uh, every now and then something happens, and it doesn't fall away. I'm hoping that with Newcastle, don't care as much about Tottenham because they've had success. I'm hoping with Newcastle are up there after oh, until the end.
0: Rebecca Lowe, well, you should know better than coming Champions on this show League. and. Su- Sorry. Oh Ch- God. Champions
2: League. You want to edit yourself? That, yeah.
0: Success <laughs> for <laughs> Arsenal. For
2: many. Well done. Yeah, exactly, was a, Warren. Arsenal, exactly. that was your success. Yes,
0: nice exactly. In our darkest back. days, we won four FA Cups. Count them. Un, dos, tres, Catra. A little bit all languages there. Four <laughs> <laughs> FA Cups and on, when we're on our knees. Okay?
3: Well so done, Boston well done.
1: Polishing the silver. Wenger,
2: when they wanted him out. Uh, that was unbelievable no, i don't want him turning oh. up too
0: much at the emirates though i don't yeah
2: they're all singing his name now that was like the biggest oh, oh, no. oh no. hey all,
0: not everybody was anti uh look this was a lovely moment but for a minute when we were losing one nil i was like go home venga i mean you come and put the bock <laughs> on us and then <laughs> and then you know knowing that thierry was there as well everything was fine but i don't want venga showing up too much at the emirates this season i just don't i was lovely but let's just let Arteta his era. Wow, really? Mean.
5: Really?
0: I don't. That's so mean. Is it clear oh. to say,
3: Sophie, you're not superstitious. You're just stitious.
0: No, I just <laughs> I want look what happened to Man stupid United. Stitious, Fergie. Fergie's always in the stands watching. Yeah, but it's that's like
2: that's not that's not why Man United are rubbish
0: that's a whole
2: new conversation
1: yeah, yeah that's, that's a whole new, episode number
0: two do you guys <laughs> yeah. promise to come back for an episode number two with me
3: absolutely yes. all right yeah. but before Thank I let
0: you, you go I've got two things right so real quick who is going to win the league
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I really Men's think it's going to Yeah, I think it's going to be Man City. I'm sorry. I want it to be Arsenal. I want it to be Newcastle. I don't, I just think it's going to be City. Warren? Yeah.
1: Manchester City, again.
0: Sorry. Listen, I actually think City are going to win it too. Um, But to come second after falling off the cliff last season, I think we've learned a lot of lessons. Get back into the Champions League, build up the coffers, reinvest, keep building on the squad. I love to win the Europa League. It's been since Super Kev played that we've won a European trophy and we've even won the league cup wow. i'd like arteta to wow. take the wow. domestic that's yeah that's a, long, that's a long, time. long time that's
1: a long time Yeah, but
0: we've won other don't stuff i mean back. not as long as newcastle warren you know not as long as uh, Newcastle.
1: Sure. Mate. We, we never it. We never
0: <laughs> excuse that. me for my cough it's time for me to wrap fun. up because the cough's coming back i want to play a little video for you on the outro it's not super kev so don't worry about it um but my co-host of the women's show, which is very important to us on this channel. We're trying to grow our women's show as much as possible. Um, our, we're proud of our Lionesses, of course, this year. We're proud of our Arsenal women. Um, we're bummed that Midamar and Beth Mead are injured. That's a real kick in the, uh, you know, for us. But my co-host isn't here, but his world's collided because he's playing a massive show tomorrow night with two super famous women, And he heard that you guys were on. He was going to pop in and say hello. So I have this for you. He was um, a drummer and a percussionist for the Jonas Brothers. But tomorrow night is playing an even bigger show with a legend. Here we go.
5: What is going on, my friends? Demian here. Of course, such a pleasure being part of the High Rear Squad wherever I am, whenever I can be a part of. Kevin, my brother, I admire you so much, respect you so much. uh, and, And it's always a privilege to be in the same space as you. Of course. Sophie, I love you, my dear friend. Um i always appreciate your support and our conversations are amazing and for you the special guests i mean come on john harks a legend what you've done for us soccer is unquantifiable and i really wish that we would see much much more of you on tv and interviews because you are a gem of a footballer and a knowledgeable person Warren, I know you have a very soft spot for Arsenal, and I've always loved your analysis, and I've loved your appearances wherever I've seen you. Um, And you have phenomenal suits, my friend. Phenomenal suits. And Rebecca, what can I say? Queen of Queens, the best in the game. You're incredible. And to hear your voice mention the show that I'm here for rehearsing in Miami with Dolly Parton and Miley Cyrus, Uh, to hear your talk about it. And I'm involved in the show in a very, very small way. It's just absolutely surreal. So... I admire all of you, and I hope that we can cross paths in person very, very soon. Much love, and happy holidays.
0: Aww. That's my guy, Demian. Love him to bits. And uh, he's he supports the women's game, and he travels to watch Arsenal women and stuff. And I just wanted to play that for you guys, because you're Aww. all amazing. And I want to thank you so much for joining me on the show today. It has meant the world to me and to our listeners as well. All right? So, thank you, uh, you you can find rebecca tomorrow you'll see she'll be on your screens john um if for some of our listeners uh, where can they watch greenville play when does the season start uh this year we're in
3: the off season building the roster and everything the league starts uh, march 17th this year um so you know we've got preseason through february which is a different you know uh calendar uh than, than the rest of the world but that's how it's done here but so yeah we start up in march
0: Okay, awesome. And Warren, good what are right, you
1: John? up to? Well, I'm, I'm going to ask John if anyone needs putting out the cones and picking the cones up, Joe, you know I'm, <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm available. available. Pigs and cones.
1: Yeah. yeah, we <laughs> actually I'm just, just at the moment, a,
3: but an, an I'm injury to one good. of our cone men. Uh, yeah, we have got an injury. <laughs> so we, we might be uh, just lower left side in the back there, Warren. Yeah, but... I'm cheap and cheerful, We might John, have it. I'm cheap. And nah. Come on, son. <laughs> hey, listen, we won a title in 2020 during the pandemic. It was so difficult. And, you know, we've been in the final brilliant. ever since, and it's brilliant for our young club to do that. And I always love managers, and, and Warren would be a great manager, you know, if I'd love for you to get involved in the game and, and coach. So there's always opportunities. That's what we're doing it for. We're always trying to grow the game, right? So hopefully, uh, yeah. If I turn around and see all my not, phones I know who you. took them. I know who took your phones now. It was that Newcastle lad, you <laughs> know
0: Brilliant, uh, Warren. Are you busy? Are You doing anything on Fox? Are you quiet now? Time off after the World no, Cup? We've
1: got the uh, the summer coming up with the uh, Gold Cup coming along. We've got uh, League MX, MLS. So yeah, I'll be busy. But
0: see you in LA next I'm, time. Uh, LAFC I'm game. Enjoy
1: the sunshine. Don't worry about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Rebecca, of course, tomorrow we'll see you on the telly.
2: Yeah, I gotta go to bed. I'm going up in like seven hours. So. Okay. Go and, make, yeah. go and make your bed as well.
1: Go and make <laughs> your bed. <laughs>
0: yeah. Brilliant stuff. Gunners, uh, Gooners, Thank I'll you. see you tomorrow after Brighton. Let's hope for another three points. Come on, you gunners. Love you. See you tomorrow. Mind the gap between the train and the platform. Please stand clear of the discussion doors. The next stop is Highbury Squad.